declare that truth that it is finished. He has done it completely. There's no part of it that we can do because He's done it. We just have to join with Him. said it's finished over 2,000 years ago. And it is. And it was. Yet since that time, the world, I don't know how many wars have happened in the world since that time. Lots. 
Bible talks about in the end of days that there will be wars and um, rumours of wars, thank you. Rumours of wars, there'll be earthquakes, all sorts of things. Just this last week, look what's happened in the world. Paris, Mali, Kenya, Belgium, I believe. Brussels has been all shut down today. I don't think anything's happened, but Brussels has been sort of closed right up in Belgium. Wars, rumours of wars, earthquakes. Yet it is finished. It is finished. I wonder how many of us have had um, some of our peace robbed this week with world events. I wonder how many of us are carrying fear that we shouldn't be carrying this week because of world events. Now, it would be silly to ignore them. It would be silly to pretend they're not happening because, my goodness, they're happening and Europe's a pretty scary place right now. But perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're feeling fearful, it's a revelation of Jesus that'll set you free. If you're feeling fearful, if you've lost your peace, it's Jesus' declaration, it is finished, that'll set you free. And we need to live free. We need to live free of fear. I mean, that, all the stuff that's happening is happening to cause fear. It's the way the devil works, isn't it? He wants to cause fear. He wants you and I to live bound up. John 10.10, 10, I can't escape it. It's favourite verse. The thief's job is to kill, steal and destroy if he can bind you up in fear, he'll do that. But Jesus just wants to open the possibilities of life to us, which you won't walk into if you are fearful. And I love the words of that new song. We sang about freedom. We sang about peace. All those kind of things, except I've got this gnawing feeling inside me today that people are actually carrying fear because we're looking around the world. And it's fear we'll just try and hook on. You know, if you didn't have a radio or TV, the internet, you wouldn't even know it was happening, yet somehow we'll still carry fear. Why don't you just lift your hands to Jesus tonight and let go of whatever it is that you're holding that's keeping you bound, particularly tonight if you are carrying fear for world events. Jesus, our confession tonight is it is finished. you said it was finished it was finished the victory was yours and history has to play out we may not understand everything that's happening but we do know this victory is yours victory is yours so Father tonight I command fear to go in Jesus name because fear has no place here. Fear has no place hooking itself onto any person here. I command fear to go, and I ask Holy Spirit that tonight a revelation of love will come. That there will be a manifestation, there will be a release of peace in this place, in Jesus' name. There will be a release of hope in this place, in Jesus' name. And Father, we're not trying to manufacture that or anything. We rely on you for that. 
and You promised that. So we're asking for it in the Name of Jesus, that it would be a supernatural transaction tonight. And we receive from You, gratefully. Father, help us rise up courageously. Let us be the ones that speak hope into our work environments, our study environments, our school environments, wherever we are tomorrow. Let us be the ones that speak hope. Let us be the ones that bring light. Let us be the ones that say there's something greater at play here, but have you heard about Jesus? Let us be the ones that bring the atmosphere of heaven into whatever we're environment we are in. Let us be the ones that turn the light on in the dark places. In Jesus' name. every person in this place tonight I pray Amen 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 It's okay to say that you're uncertain about what's happening and all that kind of stuff that's very natural but if fear is gripping you that's not of God don't let that come your way I um, uh, felt to encourage um, you to, I had, I had the same word, I guess, what Sheridan has brought, but I felt that um, Jesus wanted to say, run to me. He wanted to say, church, run to me, run to me, get your life right with me, ensure your life is right with me. Like the song that we've just sang, I gave my last breath to give you life, to give you hope ensure your life is right with me and your eternity is secure and then church it is time to rise I have called you to rise it is time to rise I've commissioned you to go into the world and declare my name it is time for the church to rise awesome amen well that's all of us isn't it very good. Hey, just before I go any further, next Sunday morning, if you're coming to church, it's at 10 o'clock, not 9 or 10.30. And if you've volunteered with anything in the life of the church this year, we would like to invite you to lunch after the 10 a.m. service next week. And uh, we're going down the lake. We're going to have a great time down there. You need to RSVP. How do they do that, Jen? Contact the office and RSVP because we're buying food. We need to know how many are coming. It could be nice feed of chicken to satisfy the island gene in me you join the dots what did you say Owen real chicken I had pork chicken in India pork chicken was cooked by Paul (laughs) we said what's this this is beautiful pork chicken that's what they said pork chicken it's cooked by Paul he's out there cooking it now it was quite funny. So Jan and I just came back from India actually this week, um, yesterday afternoon, and um, we were over there. Do you want to say something about that? Be really good just to. So Jan was there, Pam Wilson was there from Vision College, and uh, we had Pastor Richard uh, Lander from Papakura Church. We had Pastor Andrew Routon from Raglan Activate Church. We had Pastor Gary Coffin from Tokoroa. Activate Church, and um, 
we had a good time. I think we achieved the mission. Yes. Yeah, so we uh, had the privilege of going into about four different villages. Uh, they have five uh, village churches and almost six. Uh, it was amazing to go into these villages and to share with them, to pray with them. I got to lead a beautiful uh, Indian lady to the Lord, which was one of my highlights. Um, she had an incredible God encounter, which was very cool. Um, yeah, amazing time. We did a school of leadership as well uh, with their leaders there. And then Sherrod and I carried on to uh, Con Ken with uh, Peter and Wow, which was an incredible for me as well because I get their updates you know, each month and see the photos and pray for them, but to actually be there was, was very cool. And where the youth team uh, went about 18 months ago was very cool to, to be in the village that they went to and Caleb Firth was the very first person to preach the gospel in that village and we went to the church that was formed after their visit so that was amazing and the ladies wanted to rub my white arm because they thought it was pretty incredible my white arm it's like oh is that fatty or fat or something you want to rub the fat but no they wanted to rub the white off apparently quite some experience it was amazing well it's Konkins in Thailand in case you're wondering cool thank you one of the things that stood out to me in India was the, um, the people are so humble there. They're beautiful, beautiful people. And they, um, they just have this really humble spirit about them, which is it's just really lovely. It really stands out to you. Tonight, I want to start in Ephesians chapter 4, and it talks about humility there. Let me or turn your Bibles to it. Ephesians 4 verse 1. turn or click or whatever you're going to do. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 1 says this, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Now we've already covered that just recently. You have been called by God. Then he carries on. So live a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Always be Humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. That's interesting. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, capital S. United in God. Binding yourselves together with peace. Pastor Ray preached uh, this morning from Philippians chapter 2 and that, and he covered um, humility really well in there. And um, I'm going to pick up this passage a bit in a couple of weeks' time. But it was the word humility that really stood out to me. What does humility mean? What is humility? It's, it's basically, it's not, less, it's not thinking more of yourself than you are, but it's not less thinking less of yourself than you are. It's a powerful word. The word here used for, no, no, it's not humility, it's gentle, don't worry. It's not thinking more of yourself than you are, but it's not thinking less of yourself than you are. Dr. Gordon Fee said this, 
just before that, I just want to pray for Belgium, actually. It's on my mind. And I particularly, why don't we just lift our voices. How many of you know Kay Fickling? So she's there. The burdens are there. Let's pray for them all, eh? But I was just, it came across my mind right then of Kay, particularly, being a single lady on her own. Um, it would be really good to lift them to the Lord, eh? be good. Father, I thank you for our people who are in Brussels. I thank you for the great work they're doing there. I thank you that they are there on your behalf. And Lord, tonight I ask that you would um, protect them, that you would protect the Burton family, that you would uh, protect Kay. Father, that that city would be safe. But particularly you would protect those two families, that they would know your peace, and they would know your grace and your mercy and your kindness. Father, that they would have no sense of fear, but they would know what it is to be covered by your love and your grace tonight. Protect them, Father. Put angels around them. Station your angels around them to keep them safe through these uncertain times. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So not thinking more or less of oneself than one should. Dr. Gordon Fee said this about humility. He said, so real humility is simply realizing that there is a God of the universe who is in control of all things and you are not. He alone is the creator. You are the creature. So live accordingly. Pride, the opposite of humility, tries to convince the fool that he or she is the creator who can tell the creator, capital C, what to do and how to do it or that he or she doesn't need the creator, capital C, and that he can handle things on his or her own. Humility in contrast, then submits to the Creator and lets Him guide His or her life. He or she seeks only to serve the Creator and His creation, thereby serves not one's own concerns, but to those of others. It's a powerful statement. True humility is recognising that there is a creator. True humility is connecting with that creator as his creation, as intended by the creator. That's true humility. That's true humility. I was reading and I was thinking the, through these thoughts and then um, one morning while I was away, I uh, was just reading my devotional sort of passage thoughts and I'm reading the book of Acts at the moment and I was in Acts chapter 19 or I was up to Acts chapter 19 and I want to read you from verse 1 and reading from the message version I already had these thoughts of humility in my mind when I read this and I think the dots join pretty well it says now it happened that while Apollos was away in Corinth Paul made his way down through the mountains, came to Ephesus, and happened on some disciples there. The first thing he said was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only, or did you also embrace Him with your heart? Did He get inside you? We've never even heard of that. A Holy Spirit, God within us. How were you baptised then? 
asked Paul. In John's baptism. Ah, that explains it, said Paul. John preached a baptism of radical life change so that people would be ready to receive the one coming after him who turned out to be Jesus. If you've been baptised in John's baptism, you're ready now for the real thing for Jesus. And they were. As soon as they heard of it, they were baptised in the name of the Master Jesus. Paul put his hands on their heads and the Holy Spirit entered them. From that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, there were about 12 people that day. It's a fascinating piece of Scripture there. I love it. He comes down, he talks. The very first thing he asks them is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only? Or did you also embrace Him with your heart? Did He get inside of you? Great thought, eh? Did He get inside of you? I think this is worth considering in light of humility. Creator, creation, creation connecting with Creator. Did you accept God with your mind? Or did you take God into your heart? Did He really get inside with you? Actually, not just considering it with humility, I think it's worth considering full stop. Is our faith in God, is your, your faith in God, is it a mind? Is it a rational faith? Is it a rational process? Or is it a heart faith? Has it just got in your mind? And A plus B equals C, or whatever the case is. One plus two equals three. Or has He really got in your heart? Especially in light of world events. I think today is a great day to think about these things. I think in light of world events, you know, more than ever, we've got to live like today's our last day, but prepare for a hundred years. Is God in your head or is God in your head and heart? Because according to Scripture, if He is only in your head, it's only half the deal. So that's it. That is my message for tonight. It's a question. Humility is a dependence on and a serving of God. And for this, He must have our head and our heart. So the question, is God in your head? Or is God in your head and your heart? Interestingly, it's not putting a negative spin on as God in your head. Very important. Very important. It's both. Is God in your head and God in your heart. And it would appear according to this scripture that the evidence of God being in your heart is that you've been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, with signs following. The signs following that the Scripture talks about is speaking in tongues. 
Now, I believe there's many people around who have been filled with the Holy Spirit who don't speak in tongues to their choice. They can if they're prepared to step out in faith. But the question that I really want us to consider tonight is, is God in your head? Or is God in your head and your heart? Humility starts when we connect. Well, it doesn't start, but it's a sign of humility. You've got to be humble to connect with the Creator. It's a sign of humility. When we're prepared to actually say, okay, there is a Creator. I am His creation. The Creator has some ideas about how I need to live life. The Creator's thought that through. I'm prepared to do it His way. That shows humility. I don't need God. I can do it on my own. I don't need to connect with God. He's made me this place. I can do it my way. If He wants me, He can do this or He can do that. That's not. That's pride. But humility is when we come before God and we go, okay. I don't get it completely, but I get it enough to know that you're saying I need to connect with you. So today, Jesus, I give you my life. Even though it's not worthy to give, I give you my life knowing that you receive me, that you clean me up, and then I walk on the journey with you. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight and You've never made that decision. You've never prayed that prayer. You've never said to Jesus, okay, well, today's the day. I'm going to start on the journey. You've never humbled yourself before the Creator and said, okay, I'm going to do it your way. You say, I need to step into relationship with you. You say that I need to give you my life, no strings attached. You say that you will remove everything in my life that's a barrier from connecting with you. You say that when I say yes to you, you've already said yes to me, and then we start journeying together. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight and you've never said yes to Jesus, and tonight you need to humble yourself before him and say, okay, I'll start that journey. There'll be others in the room tonight and you've, you've done that. You've come before God, but then for whatever reason, you've stepped back. I could sugarcoat it, but I won't. Pride's risen up. You said, actually, I know better. I can do it my way. It'll be okay. I'll do what I want to do and I'll do it when I'm ready. And it's pride. Tonight, can I encourage you to humble yourself, to step back into that place of relationship with Jesus and journey again and again and you know pride has a funny habit of coming up and we have to get rid of it again and again and again but right now I'm inviting you to start a relationship with Jesus to humble yourself before him to start that relationship if you've never done that or if you're stepping back up to the plate to do that in just a moment I'm going to ask you to lift your hand just to signify to me that tonight 
you're starting a relationship. Tonight, you're starting a journey with Jesus because we want to do everything we can as a church to help you on the journey. Can I ask you to bow your heads just for a moment, please, to give the person on your left and right privacy? Because this is a big deal. Now, don't hear something I haven't said. I haven't promised you a bed of roses. I haven't said that when you come into a relationship with Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Actually, for some of you, it'll be tougher. But Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be with you. And we choose him in this life. We've chosen for all eternity. If we choose to have nothing to do with him in this life, that is also an eternal choice. But he's gone completely out of his way to create a scene so that we can humble ourselves and step into relationship with him. Tonight, if you're saying, yes, Jesus, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a moment. So I can acknowledge you. And then we'll pray at the end. Tonight, if you know you need to respond to Jesus for the first time, or if you're stepping back up to the plate again, can you lift your hand now so I can see you? Thank you. I see your hands. I see three hands. Fantastic. Four hands. That's great. Just going to wait a couple more moments. If you know in your heart that you need to respond, please don't let tonight go by without doing something about it. It is the greatest invitation. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. I've seen five people lift their hands so far tonight. Is there anybody else? That's great. The Bible tells me that when one person gets their life right with Christ, the angels celebrate. So I think five people lifting their hands, responding to Jesus tonight, we should give them a massive big cheer, eh? Heaven's broken into a party. It's fantastic. Fantastic. How about we all jump to our feet just for a moment and I'll pray and let's all pray together. Follow me we'll do something different for a moment Father I thank you that you love me I thank you Jesus for going to the cross I thank you that on that cross you paid the price for everything that separates me from you Today, I choose you. Today, I give my life to you. Today, you declare I'm a son or a daughter of God. Help me in my journey. I desire to live a life worthy of your call. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Fantastic. I want to go back to that verse just for a moment. Is God in your head or is God in your head and your heart? It's a good question. It is a great question. Is God in your head or is God in your head and your heart? And this scripture at least, after asking the question, they laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit with signs following the spoken tongues. And that was the sign, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit was the sign that God was not only in the head, but He was in the heart. I think many of us carry a great intellectual knowledge of God, but it really has got locked up here. And tonight I'm absolutely convinced that there's an invitation from God for us to have our intellectual knowledge drop to a heart knowing. That the Holy Spirit, that God would not only be in our heads, but He would be in our hearts. And tonight, if you feel a stirring around that, and if you're going, man, I'm not sure, I, I, I don't know, maybe my, my knowledge of God, my experience of God just is intellectual. I've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit. Why don't we just put the issue to rest? I'm not asking you if you've crossed some magical line or not. I'm saying if you've got any doubt or not, that it's an intellectual faith rather than a heart faith, well, both, that tonight we get before Jesus together and we say, please, Lord, if it is just intellectual, let's drop it into my heart tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that when we ask the Holy Spirit to come fill us, baptize us, He will do just that. So tonight, if you want to make sure if you're standing, you see, I think it's a great opportunity tonight to go, well, if I've got a question around it, I can just put the question to bed. So why don't we answer the question? If you're not absolutely certain that Jesus, the knowledge of Christ, has dropped from your head only to your heart as well, why don't you come down the front here and let's pray with you. And let's make a certainty tonight that we're living as the Bible tells us to live, that we're in the position the Bible instructs us to be in for His glory. So if that's you, why don't you come down the front now? Be brave. Awesome, man. There's always a first one. Good on you. I know there's a bunch of us in this room. I've been wrestling with this for a couple of weeks knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to do business with us tonight He wants to set people free He wants to settle something in people's lives tonight just going to wait a couple more minutes because I know more of us need to respond
start to sing maybe the last one or the one before that just quietly and leaders can you come and minister to these guys please let's release the presence of the Holy Spirit let's ask for a transaction tonight in God that turns knowledge into revelation that drops from the head to the heart that sets people free Night people, let's worship Jesus. Come on.
jumping back to the prophetic word that Jan spoke about time for the church to rise up every one of us tomorrow is most likely going to be in an environment at some point when people are talking about world events how about as a start of wherever whenever been like Jesus we be purposeful and intentional in shining a light in what will be a dark conversation yeah? We can do that. Do you think you can do that? You can answer me. Do you think you can do that? I'm not convinced. But the darker the world gets, the lighter, the brighter our light will shine if we're prepared to let it shine. And that's the call of God is that we shine His light. It's a call on all of us. All of us. You can all do that. Father, I pray that you would release courage in this room right now. In Jesus' name, Father, that a courage would rise in people's hearts, that we will be the people you've called us to be, that we will have the words of hope on our lips. Father, that we won't be sucked into darkness, but we would be the light. And as many lights come together, we would be the city on the hill that you've prophesied over us. Father, encourage your church. Give your church courage and purpose and let us all live kingdom focused. So I pray that wherever we are and whenever we're there, we would be like Jesus. Amen. Yeah, let's give Pastor Sheridan a hand. Um, That's such a great challenge. Um, You know, is our knowledge of God solely in our head or is it in our heart? And something to take away from tonight and really mull over um, throughout the week. So thank you for that. Um, We'll finish with a song shortly, but just a reminder that we have our giving stations just outside in the foyers, so um, feel free to head that way after the service. And young adults, um, we don't have an organised hang, so take someone out for dinner, invite them back to your place for 500, um, yeah, and some fish and chips, that'll be awesome. Cool, thanks team, should we go out with a bang? Yeah, cool. Well, let's stand and end with a bang. I know, I know you're for me. You're not against me. You only have the thoughts about me. I know you love me. I know you've called me I know you've got great things planned